Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to the Fireflies Unite podcast, where our mission is to bring light into darkness, just like the fireflies, by sharing the stories of people of color who live and thrive with mental health conditions and to normalize the mental health conversation. So today I'm super excited about this episode because we got a a special guest, my awesome younger cousin, Tashi. How are you? I'm good, Kia. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we are going to jump right in. So in your article that you wrote on the Fireflies website, you said that you were in a funk um, during the pandemic. Do you think it was depression, um, you just being unhappy or just the impact of COVID, such as being locked in the house or like all of the above? And what did you do during this time to help you get through it? So I would say it was definitely um, like a mixture of everything. I don't want to say I was in um, depression because I don't want to take from anyone who may be going through something as far as their mental health. But, um, you know, when you go to college, like I just graduated school in May 2020. And when you go to school, you know, they tell you the dreams. You go to, you're supposed to go to school and right after you're supposed to get a nice job and your life's supposed to be happily ever after. So. Mm-hmm. Once I finished and I'm over here applying to jobs and there's no jobs, there's professionals who are in the PR industry and they have, you know, 10 years on me and they can't have jobs. Now I'm like, all hope is gone. And I'm like, okay, what else am I going to do? And I was like, there's really nothing else to do. And I was just had to just sit down and I've never really got to sit down. I've always been a really motivated and like ambitious person. So that alone time and just quiet time was a lot for me. And I kind of felt like if I'm not being productive, then I'm not doing anything with my life. So all of that put me in a really bad spot. And I had to really just get comfortable with just relaxing and doing nothing and reminding myself that it's okay to just relax and kind of figure things out as it go and not have to always have a plan. Absolutely. I love that because I was the same way and I felt like I was played after I graduated college because while I did get a great opportunity, I still struggled in the beginning of my career and it was so frustrating, but it also added to the depression that I was already experiencing. So I definitely, you know, was like, this is supposed to happen because I graduated. Then I'm supposed to get this great job, make all this money. And then after that, I'm supposed to get married and then possibly start a family. Now, my views have changed on having children, but (laughs) I kind of I kind of thought about that formula, though, like college, job, marriage, family, like but it doesn't necessarily work in that order all the time. And so sometimes we just have to adapt and figure things out along the way. So I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, that's so true. And I also feel like right after school, everybody had all these great ideas as to what you're supposed to do in college. And no one told me while I was in school. Like, for example, 
people would say right after I graduated that, you know, college was a time to network. And I miss that whole lesson to hear. Like, I swear in school, I did not work in groups. I was barely networking. I was doing my work. I was doing my projects. I was doing my good grades. I was doing my internships and that was it. I was not networking with anybody. So I feel like I definitely missed out on that also because here the people are giving all this advice about college. And I'm like, oh, you have this advice now that I'm done? <laughs> Where was this wisdom before? Well, the beautiful thing is that you can continue to network on social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, like you still have the opportunity to do that, especially because now we're in COVID. So it's not like there are too many networking events. There are some virtual networking events, um, but you definitely still have the opportunity to network. So all hope is not lost. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So can you define self-care and self-love? Okay. So um, for me, self-love is just about like understanding what brings you joy and um, self-care is about putting yourself first and I feel like a lot of times like for me growing up as a black woman you don't really get taught about self-care a lot of times we're kind of just taught to take care of everyone else and um, for me just being able recently to just focus on Tashiana and my mental health and whatever I wanted to do to find out what makes me happy has been really good and has helped me to find my definition for self-love and self-care. Love it. So can you share some of the tips you wrote on the, on the Fireflies website um, about how to practice self-love? Yes. So one of the tips I offered, well, I mentioned was to do things that bring you joy. I find that, you know, when you're in your element, And, you know, for me, I enjoy reading and painting, even though I'm not a good artist. Um, When I get wrapped up in that and just listening to my music, I love her. We have a mutual love for her. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just, you know, painting or reading my book and I have my music playing. I just lose track of time and I really just have a sense of just joy and peace. Another thing I mentioned is to work on yourself. I'm a big person. I'm really big on like self-help books and just like self-improvement in general, listening to podcasts and TED Talks and all those other good things. I find that when you're able to really figure out what it is that you feel like is an issue and improve that, it just helps how much you care about yourself because you're like, wow, I'm able to work on this thing that I think is a problem and I love me that much more because of it. And another thing that I mentioned was to make sure that you have peace Sometimes it's really hard to really have love for yourself or for anyone for that matter when there's just so much noise and just stress going on in your life because you can't really focus on processing what's going on in a healthy way. Yeah. And I also mentioned being um, intentful as far as like anything that you do in your life. And by intentful, I just mean like, if you say you want uh, like a new job, don't just say you want a new job. Actually look up different types of jobs and apply for them. Or if you say you want to ha- be healthier, actually making a diet or changing your diet and working out and things of that nature. Just putting some action behind your thoughts for that. 
they can actually become your reality. Love it. And last week's guest, Evolve Benton, said that when we say yes to others all the time, we say no to ourselves. So are you more comfortable with saying no and not feeling guilty? Because saying no prevents us from burning out and then we aren't good for ourselves or others. So being honest, I just learned how to say no probably like two months ago. So one thing that you inspired me to do was get a therapist. And I got a therapist in November. And one of the things we've been able to explore is that I lack boundaries with the people that I really care about in my life. I will do anything and sacrifice my money, my mental health for the people that I care about. So um, learning to say no is hard for me, but um, I find it's easier to do by saying stuff like, instead of agreeing to do something right away, I'll say, let me think about it. And then later on when I think about it, I'm like, girl, you need to say no to that thing. And I'll still feel bad about it, but the people that matter and who really love me, they understand and we're able to, you know, get through it regardless. So I'm able to say no and I feel bad, but it's, it's getting easier. So we know self-care is more than manicures and pedicures because you mentioned that. What are the categories for self-care and can you share some examples? Sure. So um, for me, self-care is about your emotional well-being, your mental well-being, and your physical well-being. So how you're doing emotionally, how your mental health is, and how you feel as far as like actively. And so some things for your emotional well-being would be journaling. I find that when you get to journal and kind of write out what it is that's going on, you're able to pinpoint, you know, what may be bothering you or what you need to address. Um, and something else that's good, instead of journaling, you can also confide in someone that you trust, which is, a, I guess, a way of journaling, but you're actually talking to a person. And I would say finding a way to express yourself through, like, painting, um, music. I always find that listening to songs. I always say that Janae's most recent album is really healing, and that's the way that I express myself through that music, and also dancing, because with those different things, you get to just do you, and you don't have to really worry about anybody kind of judging you on the or doesn't really matter. And for your mental well-being, I would say to meditate or pray, you know, really get yourself into that peaceful spot and let your mind just be at ease and relax. To read, because reading is fundamental, and um, to practice mindfulness. You actually taught me about that term. So um, for those of you that don't know, mindfulness is just the practice of being aware of your thoughts without judging them. So you're kind of looking at your thoughts from an objective way and not saying, oh, this is bad or this is good. And by looking at them objectively, you're able to just kind of say, okay, well, I feel like this. And then you can deal with it in a healthier way later. And for physical well-being, I would say to work out. And some fun ways of working out could be yoga, boxing, which I really want to learn how to do, and like um, walking or doing jump rope. Um, have fun by like skating, bowling, or going some t- to some jump joint or something like that. I mean, 
you have to kind of see what you can do now because of the pandemic, but there are things to do as far as being outside during this time. Yeah, because there are so many things virtually, like there are tons of YouTube videos on working out. There are gyms that have virtual uh, Zoom classes. So there are definitely ways to stay active. And you mentioned, you said you like to read, you like to paint. What are some other things you do to practice self-care? You also mentioned listen to music. Are there any other things that you do? Um, I would say working on like my blog. That's my baby right there. So I like to write on there. Oh, and my gosh, I don't know how I forgot this. I love um like aesthetics as far as like makeup and clothes. So I'm so corny for this, but if um if I'm like really bored, I'll just do my makeup and get dressed and take have like little photo shoots in my room because I have the whole camera set up and stuff. I remember I told you um I was a communication major, so we took like a video editing class. So I have some of that stuff at home, and I just use it. I'm like I spent all this money for a camera and stuff. I might as well use it. So that's something else I like to do: play dress up, even though I'm not a five anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with that. You do a lot of great things for self-care and you're actually like actively practicing self-care. So I truly want to just commend you for putting yourself first, putting your mental health first, because it makes a huge difference when you do that because you're able to be your best self. So those are all the questions that I have for you. I just want to thank you for taking the time out to join me on the podcast as we wind down to our last episode. It's bittersweet, but I still will be doing things with Fireflies Unite, but just not in the capacity of the podcast. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. And I'm sad to see it go. But I'm so proud of the work that you've done here. Honestly, Kia, you've been a blessing. I swear, since you started it, every day I will be telling someone like, oh, my cousin has this podcast about mental health music. Go listen to it. And I'm still going to keep doing that because you have so much great gems on here. And I feel like everyone needs to hear it.